Welcome to the Theory to Action podcast, where we examine the timeless treasures of wisdom from the great books in less time to help you take action immediately and ultimately to create and lead a flourishing life. Now, here's your host, David Kaiser. Hello, I am David, and welcome back to another Mojo Minute. This week, beginning this Wednesday, actually, tomorrow, we will kick off another spiritual season of Lent for most Christians around the world. And seasons, I think, are kind of like natural seasons, you know, like spring, summer, fall, and winter. And these natural seasons help us to kind of get in a rhythm of sorts. And I think the same thing happens with spiritual seasons. The season of Lent, after all, is to remind observers of that special preparation period before the season of Easter begins, which for Christians, we celebrate the resurrection and the ascension of Jesus Christ, God made man. And we celebrate his rising from the dead. And then after 50 days, his ascension back into heaven. And usually this season of Lent lasts roughly 40 days or about six weeks from the time of Ash Wednesday, which will be tomorrow, to Holy Saturday. Usually it is accompanied by fasting and some spiritual sacrifices and more intense spiritual devotions. Now in early Christianity, there was a already a practice of this worldwide, at least within the Mediterranean and Roman world. Because in AD 339, St. Athanasius, my patron saint, by the way, he wrote that the Lenten fast was a 40-day fast that the, quote, entire world observed, unquote. And from that same time, St. Augustine of Hippo, who we will talk about on Thursday, wrote that, quote, our fast at any other time is voluntary, but during Lent, we sin if we do not fast, unquote. Now, the church has made some uh, changes to uh, St. Augustine's insistence on uh, fasting and if it is actually a sin if we don't fast. So there's some, some, it's certainly made a little bit more mild. Fasting is always a good thing and certainly under the guise of a spiritual director. Now, I understand we're living in the third decade of the 21st century, and we are certainly living in a post-Christian world. So most Christians these days, if they believe at all, they believe half-heartedly in Christianity. You know, a Christianity that's only filled with, quote, good works, and there's no evil. Or if there is evil in the world, it's because Christianity really lacks its own understanding of it, unquote. And we've seen this on full display since the events of 9-11, when some Christians, unbelievable as it may seem, tried to reason that we didn't have a complete understanding of why Muslim men hijacked planes and flew them into skyscrapers, which to me was complete evil on its face. No matter of, quote, understanding, unquote, would have ever been complete to justify the mass killing of other human beings. But I say all of this to introduce our mojo nugget of wisdom today, that there really is evil in the world. It's real. 
and it's certainly very dangerous. And we hope in this podcast to scour the world to find and introduce those books and ideas that we believe continue to contribute to that evil, to that spirit of age, to that zeitgeist, as the Germans like to call it, to that ultimate evil in this world. And we hope to call them out, to identify them, and shine a light on them. After all, light is the greatest disinfectant. But to to kick off today's Mojo Minute, we can start by starting from a solid foundation. And to start from a solid foundation, let us return to this Christian classic written some 75 years ago by the always and ever popular Clive Staples Lewis. And let's kick it off with a quote. My dear Wormwood, I note what you say about guiding your patient's reading and taking care that he sees a good deal of his materialist friend. But are you not being a trifle naive? It sounds as if you suppose that that argument was to keep him out of the enemy's clutches. That might have been so if he had lived a few centuries earlier. At that time, the human still knew pretty well when a thing was proved and when it was not. And if it was proved, they really believed it. They still connected thinking with doing and were prepared to alter their way of life as a result of a chain of reasoning. But what with the weekly press and other such weapons, we have largely altered that. Your man has been accustomed ever since he was a boy to have a dozen incompatible philosophies dancing about together inside his head. He doesn't think of doctrines as primarily true, unquote, or false, but as, quote, academic or practical or outworn or contemporary or conventional or ruthless. Jargon, not argument, is your best ally in keeping him from the church. Don't waste time trying to make him think that materialism is true. Make him think it is strong or stark or courageous. That it is the philosophy of the future. That's the sort of thing he cares about. Unquote. And so begins the famous letters to, quote, my dear Wormwood. By arguably one of the greatest Christian apologist in the 20th century. C.S. Lewis, Clive Staple Lewis, as I mentioned earlier, is one, and this is one of his most famous books, this quote we just read, The Screwtape Letters. And in these so-called letters, 31 of them in all, are written from the point of view of Screwtape, a senior devil in management in the hierarchy of hell over his devil, junior devil, that is, and who direct reports to him, and his name is Wormwood. And C.S. Lewis cleverly captures the conversation. Obviously, it's a made-up conversation because this is a work of fiction, but he does capture what we could certainly think of and be, or could be, the real conversation 
that is happening within the spiritual war for human beings. Now, traditional Christianity since the beginning of the faith, both those Jewish and Christian theologians have agreed that there is a real spiritual world war happening in and all around us. And they have believed, like I said, this since the beginning of their face. Christians, even more so, get this worldview confirmed by Jesus Christ when he says in the Gospels what evil is, and he describes evil ways. As an example, let's go to the Holy Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 44, where Christ says, You are of your father the devil, and your will is to do your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning and has nothing to do with the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks according to his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies, And furthermore, if we go to Luke's gospel, the God made man, Christ said, he saw Satan falling like lightning from heaven, unquote. And both of those give us some insight to this cosmic war of good and evil. And this cosmic war war has been happening since the beginning of time between good angels and bad angels. The bad angels are seeking human souls. The good angels are battling the bad angels because they want all souls to go to heaven. Now, if we insert C.S. Lewis's remarkable classic, The Screwtape Letters, into the time period it was first published, just in the middle of World War II, February 1942, you can easily see where Lewis is absolutely brilliant. Now, remember, February of 1942... um, is an an incredibly horrific time. If we just think back to our quick history lesson, go back to history class in high school. Hopefully you learned about this in high school. Germany invades Poland in September of 1939. England survives the complete onslaught of the German aerial fighters from July to the end of October of 1940 what is known as the Battle of Britain. Then England stands by herself on the world stage and has been since the opening of the war. But it finally gets help at the end of December of 1941 after the bombing of Pearl Harbor and the Americans come into the war. So you can see in this context of England's peoples whom C.S. Lewis is writing when in February of 1942, they're reading these letters, these screw tape letters for the first time. And they certainly have watched death happen all around them. So they do believe evil exists as a people and a culture. A true Christian religion was still being practiced and believed in the 1940s England. And so the screw tape letters appeals across all Christian denominations, and it's regarded as one of the greatest spiritual classics of the 20th century. 
in Lewis's writing, he creates and imagines that intriguing picture of the Christian spiritual battlefield we're all familiar with. And with Lewis's unique flair for the intriguing conversation between the devils, he conjures up that, quote, our father below. The devil versus what we commonly known as our father in heaven. Additionally, Lewis has the devils talking of, quote, the enemy's own ground, quote, which is good soil for Christ and his angels and saints to battle on, which is another example of the clever wit of writing by C.S. Lewis. But I think the most impressive part, or will, where Lewis's brilliance really shines is in these theological statements. Here's one. Quote, remember he is not like you, a pure spirit. Never having been a human, oh, that abominable advantage of the enemy. You don't realize how enslaved they are to the pressure of the ordinary, unquote. So Lewis calls being a human being a huge advantage because human beings are made in the image and likeness of God and angels are not. And you can see with these examples, you can really see Lewis's brilliance and his extraordinary way of painting for us the upside down world of the devil and his allies. Now, the screw tape letters is one of the best examples of C.S. Lewis's writing and especially his imagination at the heights of his profession. Now, Clive Staple Lewis was born in Belfast, Ireland, near the turn of the century in 1898. And he grew up to be a writer and a lay theologian while teaching at Oxford and Cambridge. He's best known for his kids' fantasy novels. And you might have read them, the Chronicle of Narnia series. And also, he authored many nonfiction Christian apologetics. Some of those titles are Mere Christianity, Miracles, and The Problem of Pain. Now, some don't know this, but Lewis was a peer and an Oxford friend to the famous J.R.R. Tolkien. And ultimately, he had a profound Lewis or a profound influence on Lewis's return to Christianity later in life. Tolkien did. So in today's Mojo Minute, as another Lent is upon us beginning tomorrow, perhaps, just perhaps, let us go back to the classics. And perhaps let us go back to this Christian classic, the screw tape letters to remind us human nature doesn't change in the spiritual war that has been happening all around us since the dawn of time. And be mindful, this is a spiritual war. Perhaps we can read the screw tape letters. It will help us to really see the war that's going on. Because after all, much like the belief in gravity this spiritual war will continue on whether we want to believe it is happening or not. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this Theory to Action podcast. 
Be sure to check out our show page at teammojoacademy.com, where we have everything we discussed in this podcast, as well as other great resources. Until next time, keep getting your mojo on. Are you a voracious reader who yearns for a deeper understanding of your favorite books? Or perhaps you're a busy professional seeking to enrich your knowledge, but short on time. The Mojo Academy 2.0 is your perfect solution. Our revamped service now includes beautifully designed monthly written reviews and PDF format to accompany our popular audio reviews. These aren't just summaries. These are comprehensive and insightful explorations of each book, packed with the actual quotes from the book to enhance your understanding. With usually six to nine pages per review, they are perfect reference tools to take your learning to the next level. Get your free Mojo Academy review in written format at teammojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes for that free link. Again, teammojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes, and you will see the link for the free written review. Get yours today.